Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, not Pod Pomo. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. And welcome to episode three of our series on executive function on the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and as I mentioned earlier in the introduction, I'm not an expert, a coach, a counselor, or certified in anything except not knowing that I had ADHD for about half a century. However, once I found out earlier this year that I do have ADHD, I definitely used some of that good old hyper-focus and learned as much as I could about it. And one of the things that I learned was how useful it can be and how useful it has been to externalize your executive functions. Now, if you don't know what executive functions are, well, I can recommend you to the first episode in this series where we talk about a couple of different frameworks that are used. A lot of frameworks have like seven different parts of it, but we notice that some of those frameworks overlap. And so I personally am referring mostly to Russell Barclay's, Dr. Russell Barclay, sorry, doctor, uh, Dr. Russell Barclay's uh framework, which is the overarching issue is inhibition control, uh, which is not considered an executive function specifically. But then within that inhibition control, uh, there are four different versions, nonverbal working memory, verbal working memory, emotional self-regulation, and planning and problem solving. Honestly, mainly because it's easier to remember four things than it is to remember seven. Uh, And that being said, of course, I also have had to refer to the article with each episode of this podcast, even though I'm recording them all within the same period of about 45 minutes. So, so much for working memory. But I externalized it by having it on my screen, which is a good example. In this particular episode, I talked a little bit about my environment and the way that I have externalized some of the ability for myself to distract my attention from what I am supposed to be doing, what I want to be doing at any given moment. And part of that is having a very large computer screen. It's a gaming screen. It's meant to fill your field of vision. I don't play games. I wish I did, honestly. But I don't do that. But I love the screen because I can have all of the information I need up there. Except there's a problem with that, isn't there? If I have a whole lot of information up there, then my attention is going to go from one to the other to the other. 
And yes, I understand that attention switching is not really something that is possible. You lose efficiency and effectiveness by doing that. And it honestly, it's not even those things. It just costs you more energy. You'll be more tired if you try and do five things at once than if you're trying to do one thing at once. So honestly, I do enjoy having this gigantic monitor with only one window showing. Yep, that's right, just one. And in fact, part of my uh, routine, which actually I'll talk about the routine later on, is a thing called the daily me's, uh, which, and, and sit down, because this may shock some of you, part of the daily me's is closing all of your tabs. Yes, that's right. You actually go through and close every single tab you have open in your browser. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about environment right now. So the first thing is, is that my environment is set up in a way that I can uh, modify it to change into different environments. It's a transformer kind of environment. So for example, I could have my monitor up in front of me filling my field of vision. I can also, it's on a swing arm, move it over to the side and have my laptop up next to it, which why would I want to do that? Well, maybe it's because I'm doing a co-working thing and I want to have my task right in front of me filling the screen, but over in the laptop screen, I have the Zoom image of my fellow creative work hour friends or uh, someone who I'm doing co-working with in the afternoon or something along those lines. So that becomes the default other person. Sometimes my co-working people don't even know they're co-working with me because I will relocate to a coffee shop that's about a block away. And when I do that, I have a special little kit that I do. And if you listen to the interview with um, my friend Andy, Andrew Sporing, uh, we talk about our everyday carry and how we are able to go out and move and work in places that we wouldn't normally. So that's another way that I have uh, changed my environment. I also have a very comfortable chair behind me with a moft table stand. Someday I will do an entire episode on how moft has just been a great way for me to externalize it and make uh, my mobile office better. Um, but every once in a while when I take a break, I need to be able to get up from my office desk and go somewhere. I cannot take a break at my desk. That just does not work because my brain will still be in work mode. So that is another way that I do this. Now, um, another aspect of externalizing and changing my environment is the fact that I lose my glasses a lot, or at least I used to. Now, we tried a lot of things to avoid me use it, losing my glasses, including moving into a house that's only 600 square feet and one floor, technically. So if you have only one floor and you have only 600 square feet, there's not that many places you can lose your glasses. And yet, I managed to do that. Until I found at a Goodwill a nice little wooden tray that has a space for the wallet, a space for the phone, and a little tray for glasses on top. Now, for a long time, I had that as my space for my glasses. And I, the reason I say I had the space for my glasses is because I actually have two pairs of glasses. I have a computer pair and I have an everyday wear pair and that's because I am old. Problem being that knowing where my everyday pair was and knowing where my other glasses were became a problem. Uh, now, when I say a problem, let me, let me describe one of the situations where 
I couldn't find my everyday glasses. I spent a good 15 minutes looking around, walking and rewalking and looking around in a 600 square foot floor space, trying to find everywhere. I looked in bags. I looked on under things. I looked in places it absolutely would not be. I've not yet put my glasses in the refrigerator, which is the classic joke, but that's the way it is. So I couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. My partner walks in the door. She sees me looking frustrated and frazzled and walking around. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to find my glasses. Her eyes immediately went to a little shelf that's next to our bathroom door. And she said, they're right there. And sure enough, yeah, within seconds of her walking in the house, she was able to find them. I was not able to find them. Now, there's a couple of things. Oh, thank you, Siri. Hey, Siri, stop. That's another example of externalizing my environment, which we'll get to in a moment. But um, having uh, she found the glasses immediately because my brain wouldn't give me access to it. This was all before we had the little tray. Now, is the tray made it perfect? No, I still occasionally lose my glasses, but much, much less than I used to. And as far as the everyday carry goes, I have a nice little uh, glasses case. And when I grab my everyday carry, I make sure my reading glasses are in that case. And that way I can make sure that I don't lose it. Now, what I do sometimes run into is forgetting to change out of my reading glasses into my everyday glasses when I'm finished with a task. So we're still working on that one. We'll figure it out eventually, I'm sure. What you just heard was the timer that was telling me that I am out of time for recording podcasts and need to go back to my uh, regular day job because I do have to earn a living. So uh, that is another aspect of externalizing my executive function because anywhere in my house, I have HomePods all over the place and I am very much and I always have been an Apple fanboy. And so I can tell Siri to give me a timer. I can tell her to play music that I want to hear that will get me energized. And there's a whole side of dopamine um, tools that I have around me that hack my environment to do that. And uh, these are just a few of the things. I would love to hear what kind of things you use to hack your environment and what ways you might wish you could. But mainly it's look around and figure out What's something that consistently happens that's frustrating? And is there a way you can change the world around you physically? Like actually not, not build a habit, not things like that. Something you can physically do that may help you make that happen. That may help you change things. So we will talk later on also about a command center, which is another thing that works really well uh, when I can remember the YouTuber who I learned it from. But in the meantime, please do share things. Gray at ADHDopen.space is my particular uh, email address, G-R-A-Y. And you can find out more about the open space in Madison at ADHDopen.space. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube content ID license. 